Welcome to Conversations with Healthcare Leaders podcast, where we dive deep into the world of healthcare and highlight the incredible work being done by nurses and healthcare leaders. We are thrilled to have you join us on this journey. Throughout this podcast episodes, we will be featuring inspiring individuals who are making a difference not only within their organizations, but also in their communities. From innovative healthcare practices to groundbreaking research, we will explore the stories and experiences of these remarkable individuals who are shaping the future of healthcare. Get ready to be inspired as we delve into the minds of healthcare leaders who are pushing boundaries, breaking barriers, and making a lasting impact. Here is your host, Dr. Eva M. Francis. All right, all right, all right. Hi, Audrey. I am so happy to have you. I am excited to be here. Yes. So welcome to another episode of the Nurse Empowerment and Leadership Podcast brought to you by the Nurse Empowerment and Leadership Institute as well as Brilliant Healthcare. My name is Eva Francis, and I am the president and founder for this network. Today, I have Audrey Boyce as one of my amazing guests, and I'm so excited and I'm so delighted to interview and to speak with you about this new book that you just authored. And the purpose of this podcast is to highlight amazing, awe-inspiring nurse leaders and healthcare leaders who are not only breaking barriers, but they are serving in their communities, in their churches, in their businesses, in their organizations, as well as in their families. So I have Audrey Boyce here today. Welcome again, Audrey. I'm so happy to have you. Yes, I'm excited to be here. And this is a wonderful platform that you have that you're able to share with other nurses about things that are important to nurses and to leaders. So I thank you for inviting me to be here. Yes, yes. This is a great book that you wrote called Empowering Nurses Through Self-Care. And the subtitle is Unleashing Your Potential and Thriving in the Nursing profession, empowering nurses through self-care, unleashing your potential, and thriving in the nursing profession. When I saw that title, that grabs me because, you know, I'm all about unleashing, maximizing your potential. I'm all about that, especially in healthcare, especially in nursing today and as leaders. So, Audrey, the first question I want to ask you, actually, it's not a question, but just but just tell me about yourself. Tell us a little bit about Audrey. Who is Audrey? What is Audrey doing? And I want you to tell, explain to the audience how you actually started from a bedside nurse to where you are today. You are an amazing leader. Just tell us about your journey. Yes. Thank you so much. I have, I'm, I have to start from when I was eight years old. At eight years old, I helped a blind man cross a very busy intersection. 
And I felt so happy that I had made a difference. It was at that time I decided I wanted to be a nurse. So Mm -hmm. I went to nursing school and I became a nurse. I got married, had a family, and those things were my joy, but there was a lot of things that get in the way. You know, as being a nurse and a mother and a wife, it was having to juggle so many different things because we don't have the luxury of just going to work and returning home. Most of us as nurses are also caregivers at home, whether it's to our children or to a family member. And we're the ones that are involved in the community. So there was a lot of things going on. But that was my first journey as a nurse from the age of eight. And that brought me to the place where I am today. Awesome. Awesome. What a, what a great story about helping that, that gentleman. Audrey is a best-selling author. Audrey is a leader, actually a leadership coach. And she's also a wellness and health coach. Tell us a little bit about how do you get into that arena? Wow, that's a very good question. So as I said, I started working as a nurse and I worked on nights. And so I remember this particular one Friday night, I was on my way to work and I felt so exhausted that I wanted to turn around. Now, this was about the 15-year mark of my nursing career. And yes, I would have had other times when I was tired and exhausted, but this time was different. That night at work, when I took great care of my patients and did everything I needed to do, I realized I had lost my joy. My joy for nursing was gone. I was Mm. burnt out. So the next morning when I clocked out, I realized I had to make a change. And so because I didn't practice self-care, and as a matter of fact, I didn't even know what self-care looked like, Mm. I had to take not, I talk about taking a break as a nurse. That's one of the chapters in the book, taking a break. I had to take an extended break to make self-care a priority. And what I did, I got a coach who helped support and guide me. And working with this coach, I realized that I love nursing. Nursing was my dream, but I had lost focus of my passion. and And with that, working with this coach, she helped me rekindle the love of nursing by having me to use the very thing I give to my patients, that compassion, to now turn it inward. So I started practicing self-compassion. And for nurses, self-compassion is such an important thing because oftentimes we do our best and our patients sometimes don't have a good outcome. That's when we need self-compassion. Or even sometimes as nurses, when we have some health challenges, we need self-compassion then. So from working with this coach, I learned how to practice and cultivate self-compassion. But what put me into the field now of being a coach? Well, after working with this coach for several months, I was able to return back to nursing. And Eva, what I saw when I went back into nursing was I had my other colleagues who were 
experiencing the same thing that I had gone through several months before. And they were normalizing it. And I'm like, this is not normal. Not normal. It's not normal. And we shouldn't. So somehow I started coaching them. I didn't have titles coach, but I would just tell them, oh, you know, I'm doing this. And I start talking to them about self-care just as colleagues. And fast forward a few years after that, I went to Duke Integrative Medicine and I became a board certified health and wellness coach. This is where I was able to really speak in and understand the concept of what make things change. Because oftentimes people are like, oh, I want to change or even think I want, I want to stop smoking. I want to start exercising. All those things that change, changes. But there is a certain aspect that before change happens, a person has to come to a place where they want to change. And so learning how to take someone through that journey from pre-contemplation and contemplation to actually making the change, that is what coaching taught me. And that is what coaching I use when I'm working with my nursing colleagues to help them break the cycle and make that change where they're able to care for themselves without having to give up their careers. Awesome. That is so powerful and amazing. Audrey, many nurses today, many healthcare professionals today, you know, they feel so guilty when they focus on self-care. They feel like, oh my God, self-care is selfish. And I mean, selfish, I should say. Self-care is selfish. And I'm a healthcare professional. I should be taking care of my loved one. I should be taking care of patients. Why am I focusing on taking care of? How can you encourage nurses not to feel guilty about taking care of themselves? Because until they actually, until all of us actually focus and take good care of ourselves, we, we won't have the energy and the stamina and whatever it takes to help others. Why should we fill our glasses first? Very good question. You know, like I said in the book, self-care is not selfish, nor is it a luxury. It is a necessity. And it should be a part of our daily living. Like one of my co colleagues, Dr. Latoura, she always used the term in which I borrow from her. Self-care is an activity of daily living. Now nurses know what activities of daily living is. The things you do every day. Grooming, brushing your teeth, all that stuff. So if we were to think about self-care in that manner, in that way, I think we would get to a place where it become part of our routine. But until then, we still have to keep saying that you have to do it. And it's not luxury. It's not selfish. It's just a necessity that you need. Yes, now, yes. why is it important? Because like we hear on the airplane, you must put on, secure your mask first before you assist someone else. I learned that the hard way because we have to be able to care for ourselves in order to be better equipped to care for our patients. And I think when we care for ourselves, we have a, we manage our stress better. We are more resilient. We are more mindful. Yes. We are better caregivers when we care for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And so what are some of the strategies that you can share right now that we can use, we can implement today? Because a lot of people are talking about, I'm going to start doing certain things 2024. 
But here's mm-hmm. my, I believe whatever we are planning to do, why not start now? We exactly. still have how many more days in the in the year? 20, no, not 20. We have maybe about today's day, 12. We have another 18 days in the year. Mm-hmm. What can we start doing today to better wow. ourselves wow. as far as is concerned? A strategy, yeah. some of them with us. There is no time like the present. So what we can start today. I talk a lot about mindfulness as a tool for self-care. And what mindfulness is, paying attention on purpose. And mindfulness is very simple, but yet has so much rich benefit. For example, as a nurse working in a very busy unit, you can take three to five minutes find an area and just sit down and do some deep breathing. Yes, yes. You will be surprised what two to three minutes just deep breathing will help you. So you don't go through that whole eight hours or 12 hours without checking in on yourself. Another thing is the body scan. Oftentimes we're unaware of what's going on in our body because we are in this autopilot. We're just doing, doing, and we're running because we know we have to take care of a patient and we don't want to stop because we think we're going to fall behind. But I suggest to you today, if you stop and take a break, it will help you to be more productive. It will help you to complete your shift without that overwhelmed feeling and in a much more relaxed way. And I think that's why it's funny. I say, take a break. You need to rest in between, you know, your shifts. Not just you stop for a lunch break and you eat, but you need to rest to check in with your body. You know, how do you do that, Audrey? Like, give me a like, spend the next sixty seconds then, and and mm-hmm. just demonstrate to us how do we do that? Because a lot of people we talk about mindfulness, we talk about deep breathing. Right. Exactly. Explain how you do that, and just share practically how we can spend like. 60 seconds of our life to, to live in the present. That, that is so good because we all breathe, right? We breathe every minute. We breathe without thinking. That's a, we do that unconsciously. We breathe. And so when you do it in a mindful way, you're paying attention to your breathing. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you can maybe close your eyes or lower your gaze. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can just lower your gaze and just focus oh, yeah. on your breath. And you breathe in. And you breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in. And out. Breathe in. And out. Actually, it feels good. Yeah. And that was even a full minute, not just a second. And you feel your body coming into a calm state. That's the beauty of doing that. And even sometimes doing a body scan, body scan, checking your head. I mean, when last did you check on your toes? Are they still there? I'm sure they are, but just know their connection between the part of your body. So doing a body scan and, you know, feelings, what are you feeling? Some people... Don't do that. And that's something I want nurses to be able to do. Pause, take a rest, and do mindfulness. That's my that's one of my go-to. And I'm a mindfulness practitioner also. And I facilitate a group Thursday morning, morning at 6 a.m. 
on Mindful Leaders platform. So wow. that is just something if anyone is interested in participating. So that's oh. one tool. There's another tool. Um, we talk about self-compassion. That's another tool. I talk about things like sleep. Oh, my mm. God. Yeah, I saw the chapter in your book. That's a powerful chapter. Sleep is so important. You know, I heard someone talking last week from the stage and, you know, she was saying how much she has accomplished and she doesn't sleep and sleep is overrated. But I know she said that to get laughs, but I was like, no, sleep is not overrated. Sleep is part of a vital signs. I think that is so important, just like your blood pressure and all those things. Sleep is so important because your sleep is going to determine so many things about you. Your mind, how can the clarity of your mind is going to determine in terms of your immune system. It's going to determine your mood. There is so much your sleep determines. And so sleep is very important because the fact that we work in a fast-paced environment as nurses that work in the hospital, even nurses, you know, outside, you know, you want to be creative, you want to be innovative, you want to make things happen. You want to be able to sleep, have a restful sleep, make sure you give yourself seven hours a night or more. I mean, the gold standard, you know, it depends on your age and your activity, but at least we know seven hours is where the minimum should be. And so sleep is a tool you use to for self-care. I also talk about nutrition, exercise. The nutrition, I have a question on sleep because we know many of our nurses and we are, of our, our audience is mainly the nurses. And Audrey, many nurses are say they're complaining then that they can't get the quality sleep that they did, that they would love to have mm-hmm. basically because of their irregular schedule, because of the night shift and all that. What talk to me about that? How can nurses get quality sleep when they have to take care of patients daytime, nighttime? Yes. A former 15 years night nurse, that's me. I work on nights for 15 years and I did that because I was raising kids. And so it was by choice for the most part. And so you need your sleep in the night if you can sleep in the night from a certain time because you're, you know, they talk about the circadian rhythm where your body produces certain hormones in order to repair and rejuvenate your body. And when you miss that, then during the morning, it's not happening. There's a certain time between 10 and 2 based Mm -hmm. on studies. 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. that the circadian rhythm happens. Now for nurses that work in the day and that works at night and want to have that quality sleep, I say you have to be very intentional. You would have to do things like create a, like a dark room, put curtains that will create like a night. That's one thing. Caffeine, do not drink caffeine at least four hours before you go to sleep. I know you may need it during the night to stay awake. I've been there. I've done that. But you want at least four hours before your sleep time, no caffeine. And yeah. better yet, if you can do without it, that would be a beautiful thing. Use other healthy snacks. So once again, nutrition and that ties in together. Also, having a cool area yeah. helps with sleep. And also, you know, people say my mind is racing. I can't can't settle down. Practicing a mindfulness just before you go to bed, it's another great way of helping you to 
get that peaceful sleep. Write in doing a brain dump, write in whatever you, if you know you're going to be thinking about tomorrow. Okay, just write it down. Maybe take five minutes and do a journal exercise. All those are some strategies to help you to sleep better. Yeah, I was going to say, because self-care is so powerful in healthcare and mm-hmm. in nursing, I believe that self-care can lead to better staff retention and staff recruitment. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you, what can leaders do? How can leaders help their team members, their staff members? to um what how, how can they promote self-care then to their staff members which will help with rec- recruitment and retention in yeah. organizations right that's a great question you know one of the things that i shared with a group of nursing students yesterday 33 to be exact that had their award ceremony they okay. attend georgia granite college and they will be graduating they're going to be professional nurses graduating on Thursday. Actually, I'm going to be attending their pinning ceremony this evening. Wow. They are prepared. They've learned the clinical skills. They've learned the knowledge. But this was one college that does now incorporate self-care as part of the curriculum. And so I've been, been there yesterday and I give every student a book and we spoke about it. They are now creating a new culture in nursing. And so they're all going into the hospital. I had conversations with them with this desire that they're going to be caring for themselves and they know exactly how to do it. So for nursing leaders who currently are leading a team or a unit or an organization, I think introducing a new culture into the healthcare space where nurses care for themselves would be wonderful in terms of helping them to not get burnout, not feel overwhelmed, not feel as though they're not have job satisfaction. So I think it starts from there and that will definitely help with retention. I mean, there is, I did a lot of research Mm -hmm. on that particular topic and I talked a bit more in extent in um, chapter 10 where I talk about the nursing staff actually creating a wellness program where they work mm. and what it would look like to introduce this new culture. It will help with job satisfaction, job retention, and they will end up spending much less money, even on things like um, you know, people being out of work because of um, anxiety, depression, burnout, just to name a few, people will take better care of themselves. And we know nurses are also suffering from chronic conditions. And that's because they have never thought that they should be caring for themselves the way they care for their patients. So that's the whole goal, that nurses should care for themselves the way they would care for a patient. And leaders play a very, very important role in promoting that as well. So as leaders, we have to really pay attention to our team members and mm-hmm. and see how we can advance them as far as their self-care is concerned. And that will help with retention, of course, and the recruitment. In your book, you talk about gratitude. And I love the word gratitude because I believe, I remember when I was a leader, a healthcare leader in the hospital, and I still do it now, with my team members now in my own business, my team members, when we're having 
meeting, team meetings, what we do is start start by asking everyone to talk about mm-hmm. what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? And not only does that help to build relationships, but it helps to set the tone for what the conversation mm-hmm. in the meeting. Or it has actually improved the entire organizational culture. So I believe that gratitude is such an important aspect of self-care. What can we expect to find about gratitude in your book? I know that you have written Mm -hmm. a lot about gratitude in the book. Talk to me about gratitude. Yes, I actually made gratitude a bonus chapter in the book because I thought it was so important as a strategy for nurses. Learning to be grateful for good things, it's people get that. You know, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for whatever good things. But I talk about gratitude for the things that may not be going right and learning to reframe those situations and be grateful for it. And also be grateful for some small and what we may consider insignificant stuff. Like we eat our food. When last were we grateful for the person that help pack those um, vegetables that we eat. When last did we say we're grateful for the people that picked the vegetables? When last did we say we were grateful for the person that is plowing the, the, um, the lawns, the ground so that the vegetables can grow? I mean, gratitude spans a wide array of places. So when we create a culture of gratitude or a gratitude as a strategy, we're going to start looking at even the things that don't work as well in our lives. We're going to say, we're going to be able to find beautiful, like they say, the silver lining. We're going to be able to find things there where we can be grateful for. Because sometimes often the good things that you've got is for many just a dream. So even, you know, there's a way you can even do that. As, like I said, as a strategy, you can have a gratitude journal. And say every day, I'm going to choose three things to be grateful for. And I know we can find more than three, but just start with three. Gratitude exercise and yes. your, for your meetings. That is so powerful. That exactly. is great. Exactly. That is so. Yes, Audrey, this is, I mean, your book, that book is packed with nuggets and gems about self-care for leaders, for nurses. So I'm going to encourage everyone to go on Amazon and get that book. The book is called Empowering Nurses Through Self-Care, Unleashing Your Potential and Thriving in Your Nursing Profession. And you don't have to be a nurse to read that book. If you're a leader, if you're in education, whoever you are, if you just want to up-level your life, up-level yourself, get that book. I believe that book will help you to decrease the stress in your life. It will help burnout. It will. What else will it help you with, Audrey, to help you to recharge yourself, to unleash your potential in life? Mm-hmm. book has so much to offer. And I'm going to encourage you to get that book. What other important, anything last minute? We just have two more minutes to wrap it up, Audrey. Anything else you'd like to share with the audience that's something that they must must do when it comes to self-care or what should they do differently? Yes. We're at the end of the year and I want to tell you, you can get a jump start on self-care. I'm going to be hosting a three-day challenge coming up next week. So if you would go to AudreyBoyce.com, I'm going to be sharing with you how you can participate 
in that three-day challenge. And also, I will be hosting a six-week group coaching for nurses. And that is going to be in January, starting January 9th. You can go once again to my website, audreyboyce.com, and there's the enrollment area that you can um, enroll. You see, when you get into community also, it helps you because people may say, oh, I tried this self-care thing and it didn't work. Well, guess what? You're going to have supportive colleagues around you. You're going to have accountability. And also, we're going to be giving you different strategies, how you can incorporate self-care on a tight budget and a tight schedule and make it work. So it's going to be something that you're going to learn how to do. So I encourage you to connect with me on my website. There's the nurse enrollment page for the group coaching. And also next week, there's going to be a three-day challenge that I'm going to be running so that anyone, you don't have to be a nurse to come on the challenge. You can get a taste of what the group coaching will be all about. Amazing. And so go to all the boys Dot com. You'll get all that information to kickstart your year. And if you're out there and you're a nurse leader, you are in any leadership position and you need Audrey to come to your organization to speak about self-care and to motivate, inspire and empower your team so they can get better, so they can be more productive. You can go to audreyboys.com and request her service. She can come to your, your graduation, your printing service. She, can, she will do anything to get your staff, to get your team to the level that they need to be. So they can be more productive. So they can be better workers, better team members. Audrey, it was such fun having you here this evening. So much great gems, good information. You know, I read the Kindle version of your book, but I'm going to purchase. I've actually ordered the print version. As soon as I get that, I am going to deep dive into that book. So once again, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure having you. I've learned a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, nurses, leaders, make sure you reach out to Audrey. Go to her website, audreyboys.com. Get her book on Amazon. And the book is called Empowering Nurses Through Self-Care. Get her book. Share that book with some nursing students, with some nurses. I want you to purchase that book and make sure that we take care of our lives, take care of ourselves. So Audrey, thank you so much for your time. And I know we're going to call you back. We need you on this network again. As I said before, we're going to have another webinar with nurses, nurse leaders, and we are going to have you live to discuss some more of these important strategies and issues, which is so vital in our profession. God bless and you take care and thank you again.